was a roller coaster for me. Wow. I'm not up, I'm not up to speed here. So you got to stay stuck on beat, though. You can't really go, I, st I stay with that pink on. I feel like I'm King Kong. Uh. Name still going ding dong. Uh. It's two girls getting more money. They uh. don't rap, they sing songs. Hey. I, I stay with that pink on. Okay. Pink furs with them pink thongs. Okay. Goons out if they blink hey. on. Think hard, but don't think long. Welcome back to Topic Tuesday. That was my fave, Stephen Colbert, in his interview with Nicki Minaj. Welcome back. Welcome back. We have so much to get into. But before we dive into Topic Tuesday, you may notice when you click on the link to listen to the podcast, you may see a button now to support your favorite podcast. So what this does is you have the option to pay 99 cent a month, $1.99 a month, or $9.99 a month for your favorite podcast. So it's completely up to you what you decide to pay a month. It's a donation. It helps support your favorite podcast to keep this type of podcast up and running so you can get great content delivered to you every day or once a week whichever your host is giving you i think it's a really cool feature and of course i would love your support but support those who you want to support so there's so many podcasts out here take a listen to them if it the strings pull on your heart like hey i want to support this podcast i want to see this podcast continue to thrive you know what to do now let's get into the good so there's a lot going on in the hip-hop world right we got the beef stirring between Nicki Minaj and Cardi B okay I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on this because for Topic Tuesday I do like to touch on different things going on, different uh, topics that are sent to me, but I usually try and stay away from celebrities and all that type of stuff. Celebrities, politics, religion, all that. All that type of, all those different type of things. I do try to stay away from it for the most part and maybe here and there dabble on it, touch on it a little bit, but not too much. So if you don't know about the artificial beef <laughs> is what I'm going to call it. Artificial beef between Nicki Minaj and Cardi B. You definitely have to be under a rock or living under a rock. Here's why I'm calling it artificial beef. It's not real beef. And the reason it's not real beef is it's definitely not because I believe it's a publicity stunt. I say it's artificial beef because it was not beef manufactured or created by them. It was or it wasn't beef created by them. It was manufactured by the media, manufactured by the fans who continue to feed into the media. You have two beautiful women at the height of their careers. And I mean, there's no reason for the foolishness. It's really not. But when you get the media in stirring the pot, the DJ stirring the pot, the fan base stirring the pot, naturally, if too many people are in your ear, you may start to believe some of these things to be real or some, you know, or find valid, you know, valid points in, in all this chaos when there really is none. You're too... 
beautiful, successful women in hip-hop, and there's no reason for this to be going on. I get it. Some people say, well, this is the culture of hip-hop. I'm going to stop you right there. Because the culture of hip-hop, yes, there were beef, there were battles, but it didn't get too out of control when it was done properly. Now, you may think of Tupac and Biggie, that definitely got out of control. That that went beyond the culture of hip-hop that went to some dangerous levels type things. So, these two women are very beautiful, they're very smart, um regardless of the way Cardi B speaks, I will say I don't think she's um I don't think she's stupid by a long shot. Um I, I do believe she's intelligent. I do believe she's very smart. I do believe she's a hustler. Um as far as the way she speaks, the woman knows three different languages. Um so when you know multiple languages sometimes, you know, things can get merged together. So I don't hold the way she speaks against her at all. I'm actually very impressed that she knows three different languages, um, being that I'm trying to learn a second one myself right now. So I am very impressed by that. But all of that aside, I just don't think there's no real beef here. I, I, I think it's all stirred up by the media and by the fans. And I wish both of them could get outside of themselves to see that. Now, I will say they're both saying the same thing, right? They're both defending themselves, but they're defending themselves against each other with, without taking a moment to realize there's nothing to defend yourself about. You, you People are pushing you to into this space that is not necessary. So if one of them can put on their big girl draws being the... One claims to be the queen, the other claims to be uh, the, the baddest in the Bronx. I don't know, child. If one of them can, can put on their grown woman draws and actually look at the situation for what it is, they can actually work together and create something out of this world. I believe they're both capable of that. But when egos are are bigger than the space um, that's being occupied in the room, I... I don't know. I don't see it happening for some time, but if they don't get a handle on it quick, we may not see anything great from these two that they could potentially do. So I posted a poll on Topic Tuesday asking who had the better album. And I know it was like, well, that's pitting them against each other. No, no, no. That's not, that's not what <laughs> the purpose of the poll was for. The purpose of the poll is people believe that Nicki Minaj paid for her award last night on the VMAs. I'm just going to go ahead and put it out there. That is what the people are saying. So I wanted to see what the different fan base out there felt was the better album or who, who has the better material. Now, Cardi B won by a landslide. <laughs> but I I personally love them both. Um... I'm not a Barb or I'm not a Barty fan. I think, Like I said, I think they're both great. Um, but everybody has their time to shine, right? Nikki has been dominating the game for years. So is it so bad if Cardi comes in for a moment and have just a little bit of time to shine? No, I don't think so. So I'm not going to stay on that topic too long because like I said, I'm not, I'm not overly... 
a huge, huge, you know, diehard fan. Either way, I equally appreciate them both. Um, but I may appreciate Nikki a little bit more because as Nikki's been in the game longer, so it's kind of like growing with Nikki. You know what I mean? I appreciate Nikki dating all the way back to the itty bitty piggy days <laughs> when she was doing mixtapes and things like that. So I just have a greater appreciation for Nikki based on how long she's been in the game. Okay. So the next topic we have up, hmm, couples and finances. So the writer writes, my fiance makes 70000 a year while I make 115000 I'm completely okay with the difference in, in salary. However, I just learned that he has been supporting his mom and dad financially for years since he graduated from college. I overheard him tell his mom they could start looking for a new house and he will help them purchase it after we get married since we will have more money with my income. When I questioned him about it, he said it was the least he can do for his parents sacrificing to put him through college. He said that when he when we get married, my money is his money and there shouldn't be any issue with where he like for our money to go, especially when it's for his parents. I love this man, but I'm seriously thinking about calling off the wedding. I would love to get your thoughts, followers. So, here's here's my thing, right? When you get married, yes, everything merges, right? Two becomes one. So that means your finances, my finances become our finances. Your debt, my debt becomes our our debt. That's listen, that's just the way it works. So yes, when you merge, you become one. But see, that's not what he said here. The part that bothers me is him saying when we get mad, when we get married, <laughs> Excuse me. When we get married, your finances become my finances. Your money becomes my money. So there shouldn't be an issue with what I want to do with our money. He didn't say when we get married, my money becomes your money and your money becomes mine. He didn't say it in the reverse. He said it exactly how he views it. When we get married, your money is my money. So wherever I want to spend that money, it shouldn't be an issue. But but see, for me, the problem becomes you instantly go from husband to pimp. Your money is my money. And wherever I want to spend your money, it shouldn't be a problem. That's not a marriage. He did not ask his wife how she felt about putting money into a home for his parents he did not ask his wife about using her money. He didn't ask. He didn't inquire. He didn't care because in his mind, he's already spending her money before they've even said, I do. To me, that's a problem. To me, that's a warning sign, sis. Um, I get it. Mar- marriage, when it comes to finances... That's one of the major things that can lead to divorce. 
but the simple fact that he's already putting it out there that he doesn't have to consult with her. He can spend the money in his mind however he wants to spend it and they haven't even made it down the altar yet. To me, that's a problem. It's something that should be talked about. Um, seek counseling up front before you even get married to see if this is even something you want to do. But for me, I think this one's an open and shut case. It's kind of a common sense um, scenario here. But she loves him, so I'm sure she'll want to try. Maybe he's had, maybe he had a lapse in judgment. You may not want to just strike somebody off the record for one lapse in judgment if it's something that could be fixed, right? So seek counseling. Communication is key. Talk about it with each other, and you know, see where you want to go from there. But if his mindset doesn't change, personally, I would be out. <laughs> So next topic. Oh, Nicki Minaj is a hot one. Okay, this one was submitted via inbox. Meek Mill said she's abusive. Safari said she almost killed him. Yet we aren't discussing canceling her as of yet. Thought we all hated domestic violence. I need answers. Okay, so this post is pretty much talking about the double standards. Say, for instance, Meek Mill was abusive to Nicki Minaj, right? Or Safari almost killed Nicki Minaj. We would call for their heads. They would be done. Their careers would be a wrap. The only person I've known to successfully come back from a domestic violence situation um, is Chris Brown. He He's managed to change and change his life around, be... Uh, a stand-up father and he was able to successfully bounce back but it was not hard he damn near lost everything behind that unfortunate night with uh rihanna and what transpired with them hitting each other in the car etc etc you know the story i don't need to go into details about that but the point is the media the fan base everybody gave chris brown absolute hell Nicki Minaj has been called out for being abusive and actually stabbing Safari, trying to kill him. The ambulance and the police arrived according to him. He told them it was an accident to keep her from going to jail. Why are we not outraged? The answer is simple. It's a double standard. It's a double standard. I know men who have personally been attacked by women and the police show up and laugh because of the female size compared to the man. Like she couldn't have possibly hurt you. She couldn't have really done any damage. Why Why are we here? Why did you call us? Like laugh it off. It is a double standard. But it's not okay. There is a such thing as men being battered. Okay. It's a serious thing. There is a such thing as women abusing men. It really happens. And it's something we need to take more seriously. Um, I love Nicki Minaj, but this is something that shouldn't be overlooked. It, it is indeed a problem. I would love to hear your thoughts a little bit further on this. But like I said, this, this one boils down to Deborah standards. And it's absolutely not okay. So moving along, our next topic is, is it acceptable... For a woman to propose to a man. So, as we know, it's time 
changes, things change, but the question becomes, what should remain the same? Is it ever okay for a woman to propose to a man? So at this point, we're now discussing gender roles, right? (sighs) In a world where we're moving more towards 50-50 instead of the man being the head of the household, everything's being 50-50-50-50, gender roles are changing. Would I ever propose to a man? Hell no. That is something that... I don't believe should change. I believe um, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. I am not out. I'm not going to be out here proposing to a man. I'm not going to get on my knees in anybody's grass or put my knees on anybody's concrete asking a man for his rough hands in marriage. Absolutely not. That's, That's just not me personally. But I cannot knock the next woman if that is her thing. I probably will look out the side of my eye like, mm, sis, don't do it. But gender roles, it, it, I can't knock somebody for doing what they feel they are comfortable with and something that they feel was placed on their heart. But my question is, if you have to be the one to propose, ladies, if you get so tired of him waiting to propose to you, that you actually go out, get a ring, and get down on your knees to propose to him? What does that say about the relationship? Seriously, it's just something to think about. You got tired of waiting, so you asked him. How do you even know this is something he wants to do? It's a reason he didn't propose to you. Maybe you should be finding out why he hasn't made it to that point in his mind and his space in that time to where he feels it, he's ready to propose to you. Instead of you getting on your knees, you should probably be asking the questions to figure out where he is mentally. Because you could be asking a man for his hand in marriage that's actually just not ready for marriage, which is the point of why he didn't ask you. Okay? <laughs> okay. Moving along, should you ask your partner or your spouse for permission to make any purchase over $500? This again was a poll posted on Topic Tuesday. If you're on Facebook, search it, Topic Tuesday. You can see these polls for yourself. 82% of you said absolutely. 18% of you said hell no. So um, if you're in a relationship or if you're in a marriage or, yeah, scratch the relationship part. If you are in a marriage, <laughs> yes, you should be um, asking your spouse, is it okay to make a purchase more than $500? Just to make sure that you got you guys have room to make a larger purchase. Anything over $500, I'm going to consider it. A larger person, a larger purchase depending on your where you are financially as a couple now if you're in a relationship should you ask that i'm going to also say that depends that varies are you guys living together are you sharing a bank account all of that are you doing the household thing if so the the answer remains yes you still should out of just respect 
for for your household out of respect for your finances and what you guys are trying to do together i say yes but on some boyfriend girlfriend stuff no no if you guys aren't paying bills together or anything like that honestly I don't think it's such a bad idea to have a shared account that's strictly for bills and have your own separate personal accounts. Have a certain amount of money as you get paid, split your check in half, whatever it be. Whatever portion goes to the household account and then you have a separate account to do as you will with your funds. I I, I honestly don't think that's a bad idea to put something like that in place if you already don't have that going on um the next poll was what should the statewide minimum wage be so the options were $15 and $18 and this one was split up equally 50 50 50 percent of you believe $15 should be the statewide minimum wage 50% of you also believe $18 should be the statewide minimum wage. I'll I'll say this. Think of your current living situation, right? Think of how much you're currently making. Think of if you're living paycheck to paycheck. Um, do things feel tight for you at times? If you're making over $18 an hour, Imagine what somebody that goes through that makes $18 an hour. Just just think about it that way. So I'm not going to tell you guys how you should feel about minimum wage. I personally think minimum wage should be $18 an hour at very minimum. But that is just my personal opinion. Um, to get an understanding of what the minimum wage should be, should be, like I said, just think about where you currently are and where you were a few years ago in where the economy is now and the price of the cost of living now think about it that way and then you'll be able to say without a shadow of a doubt what you think the minimum wage should be so the last topic of the night is something i found to be very interesting right so a gentleman made a post. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Wale. I love Wale. He's a great artist. He made a song called Black Bonnie. Now, Black Bonnie is a song about the appreciation of the black woman. Um, there's no secret. Black women are often very underappreciated. So, Wale made a song to praise the black woman, to praise her beauty, to praise everything she does day in and day out. However, this song has not received as much love as it should. On the other hand, you have a rapper by the name of Black Youngster who made a song that included the lyrics, show them what your mama made. Show them your mama made a hoe. Now... Um, I'm not familiar with Black Youngster. Um, my hip-hop does not expand past w w the male genre of uh, Tupac and Biggie. So, I'm I'm not familiar with these newer <laughs> artists. Um, or Nor do I listen to their music. And I consider Drake to be hip-hop R&B. So, <laughs> that's pretty much where it stops for me. Uh, Kendrick and J. Cole as well. That's That's, that's about it. Um, so I don't know who Black Youngster 
is, but the post in itself make made a valid point. Why do we undervalue a songs with a positive message, but go crazy for songs that demean us as women? And one of the comments that was left was called Smoke and Mirrors. They want you to believe that we don't value these songs or blah, blah, blah. And we value the the Ranchet Ratchet songs that talk about women any type of way. But I don't believe that's 100% true. Um, I believe this song was genuinely underappreciated. It really was. And it is sad. Um, but that is something we definitely have to think about as a society. Why are we upholding foolishness? Where did good, valuable music go? And it goes beyond music, right? It goes into so many different areas of our lives where we really need to stop and ask ourselves, how did we get here? How did we allow this to become popular? How, why, how and why is this trending when it represents us in this type of light? So that's just something overall to think about. Um, I hate to leave you on a deep note, but that was the last topic for Topic Tuesday. But it is something we do need to think about and we need to figure out how to get us back on track as a whole. We, we really, really do. With that, I say thank you all so much for tuning in to Topic Tuesday. I, as always, I appreciate you all. I come back every Tuesday giving you quality episodes, giving you something to think about, giving you something to talk about, hoping you take something away from these topics and really just Hoping it brings a sense of laughter, positivity, conversation, dialogue at the kitchen table with your family, your your friends, whatever the case may be, out to the bar, wherever you go, and just something to talk about, something to get the conversations going. After you listen to the podcast, put your cell phone down and just have a conversation. If nothing else, just have a conversation. Well, again, thank you guys for tuning in to Topic Tuesday. You have a great night. Love you so much. And I will catch you all next Tuesday.